Hey gang, Jason here for the Love of Tractors, and welcome to the For the Love of Tractors podcast. I know it's been a little sporadic here lately doing this with the holidays, and then you may or may not have heard I got COVID, so that kind of screwed everything up. But I'm feeling good now, my voice is kind of strong, I don't have that weird gravelly weak voice thing I had going on when I had COVID, and I can actually kind of think clearly now. So I thought, let's kick out another podcast here. This could be a lot of fun. So on today's podcast, this is going to be a little stripped down uh, compared to normal, but on today's podcast, I've got some new toy news, of course, and our tractor of the week is the International 1466. So that's one of my all-time favorite tractors. Of course, I pretty much say that about every tractor, but um, I've actually spent some time on a 1466. I just love the looks of them, and uh, they're just kind of a big, beefy tractor there from the early 70s, so I thought we'd talk about that a little bit. So anyway, I hope you'll join me on the For the Love of Tractors podcast. Okay, before we get into this too deep, I wanted to give a quick shout out to the Toy Farmer. So as you guys might know, I'm riding for the Toy Farmer now in their mini wire column. And that's exciting and it's it's obviously a lifetime uh, dream of mine. I mean, what toy uh, tractor collector doesn't dream of being in the Toy Farmer, let alone riding for the Toy Farmer. So they have been wonderful to me. And so I just kind of wanted to take this opportunity to say if you don't subscribe to the Toy Farmer, you definitely should. Head on over to toyfarmer.com and you can get their magazine either the paper or the digital or both I highly recommend both that way you can take it on the go with you on your smartphone but you can also have the hard copy for you know when you're at home and you want to see the the pictures in bigger you know more realistic size and also in this month's uh, toy farmer uh, I am on the cover so I want to thank them for that opportunity as well just extremely exciting to be on the cover of the toy farmer again just a a, a dream come true and it's a real honor to write for them. And what I'm trying to do with the mini wire, if for those of you that haven't seen the first couple articles I've written for them, is uh, I want to, of course, talk about new toy news. I think everybody wants that. Uh, that's definitely one of the things that they asked me to write about. But then basically they said, other than that, go for it. So that's what's really cool is they're kind of just turning me loose on the article. So. I'm writing about a, a little bit of everything. I've talked about some farm toy display things. I talked about the history of the uh, the Ertl quad tracks. And, well, scale models as well. I don't want to just say Ertl there. And then I uh, this week or this month, I just submitted an article which will be in the uh, the April edition. And we're kind of talking about spring planting planters, uh, sprayers. I talk a little bit about some seed tenders. Uh, and a little bit about saddle tanks on tractors, things of that nature. So I hope that um, it's kind of a fresher look at, you know, maybe the farm toy world. I'm obviously a younger guy than what a lot of guys that write for them are. And it's uh, I have some big shoes to fill there because Howard, who wrote before me, great writer, somebody I really look up to as far as his ability goes. And so I just hope I'm doing the article justice. And I think I am. I've I've had a lot of you guys, a lot of... For the love of tractors fans, and then just a lot of, uh, in general, farm toy guys that maybe don't necessarily know me from For the Love of Tractors, kind of call me up and say, "Hey, wow, that's you know, we really like what you're doing." So that's awesome, and I just appreciate it. And of course, I'm always looking for ideas and things like that. <clears throat> and another thing I'm doing is every month I am um, doing a 
just a short couple paragraph feature on uh, an, other custom builders or display builders or things like that. And that's gone really great so far. The the first month was my friend Steve Berryman, um, somebody who I definitely look up to as a builder, also just a super nice guy, which uh, that always means a lot to me when somebody's kind of you know nice, humble, and approachable. That's super cool, and obviously he's a very talented builder. Um, the second month, I did my good friend Pierce Johnson, who is just another very talented builder. And um, anyway, so I've got some others coming up here real soon, and I think it's just exciting. I think it's something that uh, I always want to do in the hobby is sort of give back and spread that, uh, I guess, the love, if you will, uh, to other people who, you know, I just think are doing good things in the hobby. I just think it's important that, you know, maybe some guys that maybe don't have the platform that I have here with the podcast and the YouTube channel and Instagram, TikTok, all that sort of thing, that I'm able to kind of get out to those people like, hey, check out this guy. He's super talented and he de definitely deserves some recognition. So that's one other thing I'm trying to do with my article in the Toy Farmer. So like I said, I'd appreciate it if you'd check it out. Toyfarmer.com. You can get an entire year subscription, two year subscription. You can buy just one magazine, you know, just however you want to do it. So, and I just appreciate all your guys' support because you know, I'll be honest, without everything that has happened through the YouTube channel and all the other social media avenues, the Toy Farmer would have never known who I am. So uh, it was through all of that and you guys subscribing and liking, sharing, all that sort of thing that has, uh, you know, as silly as this sound, sounds, sort of elevated my status a little bit. Uh, just so that people know who I am, and that opened up this opportunity for me. So I just want to thank you guys for that, because it just, like I said, means a lot. It opened up a, a I mean, it's just a dream come true, <laughs> I guess. So anyway, so thank you guys for that. All right, so let's get into the meat of this. So new toy news. I'm excited because uh, there's a lot of really cool things coming out. I think the first and foremost, you know, being, it's winter right now. I mean, this is going to... Uh, I hope this podcast you know, launches like the first week of February. I'm recording this. Excuse me. I'm recording this uh, on the um, second day of February. So, and if you're wondering, the stupid groundhog saw a shadow. So, I think that means six more weeks of winter, which it sounds like it actually because it's supposed to be darn near 50 here uh, in the middle of the week. And then next week, it's supposed to be below zero, so, hmm, that's not fun, <laughs> but that's the way it goes. Anyway, so, like I said, I'm recording this on the second, I'm trying to launch this on this following Monday, depends on if I can do editing, I may not get to do a lot of editing, like I said, this may be a little bit raw, I have a ton of stuff coming up, uh, I've got the virtual show this weekend, and I also have a regular farm toy show I'm going to on Friday evening, so, you know, I've got a lot going on. And so I hope you don't mind if this one's a little bit rougher. But talking about spring coming up, we've got some really cool new items uh, to come with that. So I think first and foremost, and something that I've seen a lot of people are super excited about, is the Fent Momentum Planter. Now, I've had a chance to see this in person. Uh, I unfortunately was not able to do a review video on it because of reasons. But uh, this is a neat planter, guys. Really nice detail. It's uh, It's... Not like anything we've ever seen before. Obviously, we haven't been able to see the um, 
planters from Fint, but Speccast is working on that. You know, Agco is pushing Fint really hard right now because uh, they're going to phase out the Challenger brand. And so it kind of looks like at the end of all this, Agco is going to be Massey Ferguson and Fint. And, you know, if we're honest, while Massey Ferguson uh, is definitely one of those great legacy brands here in the United States, it's, it's the modern Massey Ferguson's not super popular necessarily. Um, you know, you don't really you don't really think of it in the same way as you do like a John Deere or Case IH. And I would almost even argue that New Holland probably, um, in the minds of people, is probably a little higher than Massey Ferguson these days. But now overseas, and in Europe in particular, Massey Ferguson is massive. I mean, they're huge. So there's that. And so we're, what we're going to see is uh, we're going to see in the toy world, I think we're going to see a big push for Fint farm equipment. And, you know, we're seeing that with this new Momentum Planter. We saw it with the Ideal Combine, and uh, we've obviously got the Fint uh, tractor that just came out here last year, which I did a quick video on quite a while ago. So there's that. And I do think Fint equipment is very neat. Uh, just got a different look to it. I think it's cool. I don't expect to see any on Dogtown, but I, you know, will certainly try to get my hands on it as much as I can to do reviews and videos and things of that nature. Now this, this Fent planter, uh, it's possible that by the time you're reading this, I've gotten one, but we'll see, uh, they're, they're pricey. And like I said, I don't have a place for it on Dogtown. So I'm a little leery about just getting one. Cause I think it's a, it's kind of sunk cost for me, but I do, you know, I want to keep making cool videos and things like that on, on uh, YouTube, so we'll see. I'll try to get one this weekend at the show. It's kind of what I'm getting at. <laughs> so other than this Momentum Planter, we've got uh, a couple other really cool things coming out. So we've got uh, in the Prestige lineup, which you guys are surely familiar with by now in 164 scale, you know, we, we had the John Deere RX tractor and the 8R tractor, and then, of course, we got the Case IH 540 quad track and the 580 wheel tractor. Those are very nice tractors. Um, <clears throat> I know there was a little bit of, I don't know if I want to say disappointment, but some people were grumbling that they weren't authentic level, but we they're not. That series just isn't going to be authentic level detail. It's kind of slotted between the play series and the authentic series. Now, we don't know if we're ever going to see another authentic tractor. Again, I'll just be honest uh, at this point, but... This uh, Prestige series is great. I, I really like it, and in fact, I'm sitting here looking uh, at one of the 540 quad tracks right now. I've literally got it sitting right beside my microphone uh, and I, as I'm kind of doing this, and I just like it. It's a neat piece. Uh, you know, the, the hood is one piece, so you don't have a cast line, and, you know, of course, it comes with the mirrors. Now, some people complain the mirrors are a little chunky, but they're there. I think that's really neat if you don't want to put your own mirrors on there. And, you know, custom mirrors are generally pretty fragile, where these are quite sturdy and stout. So, I'm very happy with the Prestige series, especially for the 20 to 25 bucks that it seems like it's going to cost. So, where am I going with this? <laughs> so, we're going to see some New Holland Prestige tractors coming. So, we're going to see a Smart Tracks New Holland, and then just a wheel version as well. So, kind of the same treatment that the Case IH has got. They look great, at least what I've seen from them so far, so I'm pretty excited about that. Now, of course, we've gotten a Smart Tracks and a Wheel, uh, you know, T900 recently anyway, 
But these are kind of getting the prestige treatment with the mirrors and things like that. I think they're going to look great. And, uh, you know, for the big blue fans out there, they're going to be must-haves for sure. I will definitely get those uh, when I can, as soon as I get my hands on them. And we may see those really soon, actually. Uh, I was talking to somebody. I thought they were a May release, release. Somebody else thought they were a March release. So I don't know. I'll try to confirm that. But either way, this spring, that means we're going to see them. So I'm excited about that. New toys are always great. The other kind of new toy I want to talk about that is coming out is the X9 Combine. So we're going to get a couple versions of that as well. We're going to get a prestige release that's going to have the mirror or the yeah, the mirrors and the uh, handrails and all that sort of thing. And then we're going to have a play version which will be um, you know, cheaper, less expensive, but probably the one you're going to want to get if you want to customize. So, you know, the thing with the uh, prestige combines they're awesome i mean i think like i think i don't think there's a prestige combine out that is bad like i don't want to any i don't know the the word i'm necessarily looking for there but uh they've done well on all of those i mean think of the uh the s um 690 that we saw well that was an authentic i guess technically but you know i it looks like to me that these prestige combines are gonna be pretty dang close to authentic level quality so i'm excited for it i hope you guys are too and like i said you'll get two versions of that so um i always feel like the the one that comes without the handrails is the one you want to customize because uh, typically on Ertl's combines when they add handrails the handrails are just a little bit oversized which they have to be to meet safety standards and things like that so um but this gives you an opportunity as a customizer to make your handrails kind of more appropriately sized or whatever. And I am sure there'll be tons of guys putting kits out to detail these things out. So that's the thing that is a blessing and a curse at the same time here uh, at this point in the farm toy world. You know, it used to be when a new toy came out, like let's say, you know, a, a new combine, You'd have one or two companies, you know, like Moore's or CND models, somebody like that, making detail kits for those. Now, of course, with 3D printing, everybody and their dog is making 3D, you know, or is making detail kits for these these uh, combines, tractors, whatever it is. And that's a good thing in a way because uh, it gives us some uh, it gives us some variety and it kind of keeps the price somewhat competitive. But it's a bad thing in that. Um, I don't know that. Geez, I don't know how to put this because I don't want to. I don't want to sound silly. I don't want to sound whiny or anything like that. But you know, it's 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 hurting some of the old school guys or some of the guys that have been in this for a while and who've kind of made their living making those kits. It's it's hurting them a little bit, and that's okay. I mean, that's the way of the world. It's you just keep moving on and and. Um, you know, you got to do your best to kind of innovate and, and reach an audience. And that's the tricky part with any business. But, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. But uh, it, it's exciting either way. I mean, it's awesome that we have all these guys out here that can 3D print, that can make items, that can design and all that sort of stuff. Like, it, we've gotten so much stuff because of that that we never would have gotten before. So it's, it's a net positive for sure. But uh, like I said, I don't know. It's... Um, it's interesting. Like I have a little bit of mixed feelings. Um, I guess my thinking is, and you guys can let me know if I'm wrong or if I'm just being, 
you know, being an idiot here, but like if you saw that um, somebody had a, a kit for, let's say the new X9 Combine, like, okay, there, so-and-so has a detail kit. Like, I kind of feel like at that point, just don't make that kit. But but it seems like anymore we'll see three or four other people making that kit. And it's just weird to me. Um, I saw one today, and I won't, I won't say the tractor, because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to... Uh, you know, hurt anybody's feelings or anything like, you know, me, I'm, I'm, you know, I just want to kind of be friends with everybody and, uh, just push this hobby forward. But I saw a, it was a 116 scale tractor and there's a, a pretty well-known 116 scale guy and he does a lot of parts and things like that. And then I just saw today that somebody else was making essentially the same thing that he's making. And I just, one, it, it looked good. Don't get me wrong. Great quality work. It looked fantastic. But I just kind of thought to myself, didn't you kind of just, one, waste your R&D time doing that? Because you you probably could have just went and got his this other guy's kit. And then you could have spent your time and energy making maybe a kit for a different tractor or something like that. And then two, um, I don't know, it just seems like, that the the new guy's gonna bleed off a little bit of business, but probably not enough to make it matter. So I don't know. It's just weird to me, and I know like I've kind of got off on this tangent here a little bit, but it's this is some of the things I lay in bed at night and think about because um, this hobby is big and small at the same time because one there's a ton of people in it, but it's a small community if that makes any sense, and so. You know, I just think to myself, like, how do we uh, encourage people to build and innovate, but at the same time not step on each other's toes? And it's tricky, and I don't think it was intentional. And, and you know, I know it certainly wasn't malicious. So, you know, that, like I said, that's why I'm not kind of mentioning any tractor or any people in, in you know, in general, because, you know, everybody gets along and everybody appreciates good quality work. So, Anyway, that's kind, of, that's kind of what I'm getting at there. Like I said, I got off on a tangent, so I apologize for that. But So there's kind of the new tractor news for right now. There's some really cool stuff coming this year, guys, like some really cool stuff. And um, I know I focused on 64 scale today. I think next week uh, I want to talk quite a bit about some 16 scale stuff. I want to particularly talk about... I want to particularly talk about... Uh, the upcoming Wagner from John Deere. So the WA-17, WA-14. And if you don't know, John Deere announced, uh, I don't know, last month or so, that they're going to be making a Wagner, John, uh, John Deere WA-17 four-wheel drive. And that's huge news. It's going to be like that prestige series where, like we had with the big 16-scale combine last year. And we don't know the price yet. I'm Trying to poke and prod and see if I can find something. I doubt I get much, uh, get anywhere with it. Probably, I probably won't know until it's publicly released, but I'm trying. <laughs> and anyway, it's going to be awesome. And it's going to be hard to get because everybody's going to want one. And then here's the other thing. If you've been paying attention, the, uh, the Trum Wagners that... Uh, are out there, which if you guys don't know, I'll do a whole thing on Trum down the road. Um, they're metal cast, they're like sand cast. Those things, which most people have gotten them as kits and then finished them up, 
themselves, those things have been bringing astronomical money at auction. I mean, I'm talking 3500 bucks, give or take. And then Ertl, and then Ertl goes, eh, we're going to make one. And Ertl's is going to be nowhere near that price. And it's going to probably kill the value of those, which is kind of funny. Because if almost like there's this little part of me uh, that says if you paid $3,500 for that tractor, you, you almost kind of deserve to to have Ertl bring it out at way cheaper and you lose your butt off of it. But <clears throat> at the same time, I mean, you want to pay $3,500 for a tractor, pay $3,500 for a tractor. I don't care. Uh, you know, it's so anyways, so we're going to see that. And I'm going to talk about that tractor a little bit, uh, more next time. And then I got a couple other one sixteen scale tractors to talk about. So I guess it's kind of going to wrap up new toy news and we'll move on to our tractor of the week. This week's Tractor of the Week is brought to you by the National Farm Toy Builders and Collectors Society. Please check out the National Farm Toy Builders and Collectors Society over on Facebook. They have a Facebook group. Really awesome group. They send out a monthly newsletter uh, that you know with articles, some tips, uh, building tips, things like that. How-to, new, new tractor news, those sort of things. You'll find those guys out at shows. Their whole thing is they're promoting this hobby. So they did recently at the Janesville, Wisconsin show that we were at, they did a youth build. It was so cool because, so they had these tractors, uh, guys like Adam Sunken at Mini Toy Truck and Tractor, Jeff Moore at Moore's Farm Toys, uh, Josh Osborne at the 164 scale store. Um, there were some other guys. I'm, I apologize if I'm blanking out on, on who else donated. They donated parts and tractors so that these guys could sit down, a young, a young builder, you know, we're talking five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years old, could come in and sit down, and in like ten minutes, they could swap out the tires on those tractors, put a three-point hitch on there, things like that. So they're showing the young guys how to do this, how to how to customize, and they're getting those young kids excited about this hobby. One of the coolest things, and so I'm kind of I'm trying to do an ad here, but I'm kind of getting a little carried away, uh, I guess. But one of the coolest things about it, this young kid, so he comes into the show and he he recognizes me from YouTube. And it's, it's I don't know how to explain it. Like, it's it's awkward for me and it's awesome for me, if that makes any sense. And so he comes in, He's I think he's about eight. And he goes, you're for the love of tractors. Like, he's so excited. And, you know, of course that makes my day. So anyway, you know, I talked to him. I think I gave him a sticker. Uh, you know, whatever. We, you know, he was great. Great young kid. Anyway, he goes about the show and he ends up at the youth build. Well, one of the coolest things was he, before he left, his mom goes, before he left, he had to come and show you his tractor. And so he comes and shows me this cool little international tractor he built at the youth build. He was excited, smiling ear to ear. I'll tell you what, that young man, he's a tractor fan for life after that. It was so cool. And I think that's how we move this hobby forward. That's how we get new people involved in this hobby. And that's what the National Farm Toy Builders and Collectors Society does. So that's why they're worth supporting. And like I said, head over to their Facebook page, just National Farm Toy Builders and Collectors Society. Type it in, you'll get there. Great group of guys. And uh, they're, they're doing incredible things for this hobby. So, all right. So our tractor of the week, the International 1466. So... This tractor, we're talking early 70s here, built from 71 to 76, 
uh, kind of the um, midst, if you will, of the muscle tractor era. And I, I would certainly classify this as a muscle tractor. I think it's one of the coolest tractors. Uh, of course, I say that about every tractor, but um, what I really like about this, you had two options, basically. You had a white stripe and a black stripe. Now, so that kind of comes down to what you want. I think I personally like the black stripes a little better, but um, I've definitely seen some white stripe ones that I that just kind of get you. They're like, man, that's cool. So um, anyway, that's that's what I think. Um, the, I, I'm kind of personally on the the black stripe. <laughs> so they built about twenty five thousand fourteen sixty sixes over the years. So there's plenty of them out there. You can still find them. You can find really great examples of them actually. Now, uh, prices all over the place on a 1466. I mean, I looked, uh, I found like, let's call it super rough for like four to 5,000. And then I found some that were up around 20,000 that looked like they were in pretty good shape. And then kind of everything in between. Now, brand new, a 1466 would have cost you $23,000 back in 1971. So, uh, you know, about what a really cheap car will cost you today, I guess. You could have a 1466 back then. Uh, the 1466 had 133 PTO horsepower, translated to about 125 or so at the draw bar. So nice, uh, you know, not necessarily big tractor, but definitely a workhorse of a tractor. You know, once you kind of get up into that 125 horsepower range back in the 70s, you're talking a pretty good-sized tractor. So, uh, like I said, white, white or black stripe, you could pick... Um, a lot of people think there's a difference between the two. There were not. They're, the white and black stripe are identical tractors, just different striping on them. So one of the really cool things, and I think it was something that really kind of got popular in this area, so you could, era, so you could get a two-wheel drive or the mechanical front-wheel assist. Now, obviously, the mechanical uh, front-wheel assist is a little bit more rare than the two-wheel drive. Uh, I think... The internationals of this era with front wheel assist are some of the toughest looking tractors, like the toughest looking open station tractors that kind of ever existed. They're super cool. Um, I'm kind of always chasing that perfect 1466 front wheel assist for my collection, and I just haven't built it yet. I've built a few, and I haven't built the perfect one yet, but someday I will. <laughs> so anyway, uh, there's that. And uh, your transmission, you could get an 8-speed or a 16-speed transmission. And interestingly enough, so I was trying to research this because this is a little bit odd. Um, basically, only one tire option from the factory, the 18438. And on the front, you could get an 11L15. So I, I'm not 100% sure if I just wasn't finding accurate info there, but I was surprised to see that listed as the only tire available from the factory. So I, like I said, I don't know. I may be wrong about that. And if someone knows different, please let me know. Um, cause I always like to try to provide the tire information for you guys. If you want to customize yourself one, that way, you know, what tires to kind of go after to make it look good. So anyway, that is the international 1466 this week's tractor of the week, which was brought to you by the national farm toy builders and collector society. So, all right, guys, well, that's going to wrap up the podcast for this week. Thank you for joining me so much. I apologize again for it being a little spotty here lately, and uh, I hope now that I'm kind of back to, to uh, you know, let's call it 95% health, that uh, I can kick these out again on a regular basis, and I sure appreciate you kind of sticking with me and hanging in there, guys. Really appreciate that. Uh, I appreciate everything y'all do for me. You guys are amazing, and literally, um, 
literally kind of helping me live out a dream here. So it's it's just awesome. So, And as always, I guess I haven't mentioned it yet, check us out, ForTheLoveOfTractors.com. We've got uh, parts for your farm toy display. We've got uh, parts for service trucks, tractors. We've got actual tractors, custom tractors. We've got some custom implements still. Uh, trying to add new parts all the time. And I hope to have several new things coming real soon. Uh, I was hoping to have them before the show, the virtual show, which is this weekend. By the time you guys hear this, the virtual show will be over, unfortunately. But um, you can still check out all the videos on the virtual show. I will leave those up you know, in, in uh, per- perpetuity. <laughs> One of the things COVID did was kind of mess up my mind and my speech a little bit. I, my doctor says it'll come back. <laughs> so I apologize if I'm stumbling over words sometimes. But <laughs> anyway... Like I said, those videos will be up there, so you're more than welcome to check them out. And of course, uh, you know, if you don't want to buy something from us at ForTheLoveOfTractors.com, I'd just appreciate it if you check us out on social media. YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, it's all For The Love Of Tractors, and we're always happy to hear from you guys. So, thank you all so much. Again, really appreciate it. If you stuck it out all the way here to the end, almost 30 minutes deep on this one. Hope uh, it was fun, hope it was a good listen for you guys, and I'll catch you next time. As always, guys. Happy tractor hunting.